welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I'm looking at my watch here, Robert, and I gotta say, we're we're a little overdue for something. I, I, I'd go as far as to say, it's time for something. I have no idea where this is going, but this better be worth the time joke. Oh, it... it I don't know if it has anything... To, like, it's not a pun. I'm not setting up a pun. I'm definitely you, not you, setting up a pun. You <laughs> worded it, and you set it up like there's a pun in that. No, I, it's just, you know, time, watch, you know, all this stuff. Because it, it, it has been a few weeks. And I do actually mean a few weeks since we've had uh, uh, something of this magnitude happen. What we got? A brand new No Man's Sky update, of course. (laughs) Of course. Why not? Why not? I mean, it's only been, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks since the last big No Man's Sky update. But I feel like it's the joke now here (laughs) to to always mention that there's a big new No Man's Sky update. I mean... It originally was Avengers, but that's not going to happen anymore, so No Man's Sky is taking over. Yeah. So I bet Green Badoof's plugging away at this No Man's Sky Interceptor update. I'm looking at the, the like, overview now. Um, there's, like, a, a, a new starship. There's corrupt worlds. There's a new enemy type. There's improvements to VR because, of course, this game came out when the PSVR 2 launched, like the VR version. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did they keep doing this? How does the team at Hello Games continually push out these massive free updates? And, like, how? I mean... <laughs> this is honestly the most mind-blowing game to date for me. Like, I how, cannot actually believe. <laughs> how well is No Man's Sky really doing in the sense of... There's games that just do perform a little bit under. Like, like they, they, they're not hitting, like right on what they expected so then they completely cancel everything no man's guy completely hit like missed the mark but somehow will still get updates like they did not give up i don't know who's funding it i don't know if it's you know people just buying so many copies at this point where it funds itself or someone secretly just keeping this game alive i wish if they were doing that someone was paying them millions to keep this game alive put that money towards other things like you know maybe bring the haunted mansion to you know playstation or remaster that game where you know stuff like that but you know, you know, whatever. You know, my guy gets a new update. Yeah, it, it's got to be sales, I think, because like the Steam version like hops up when when these new like updates drop. But it just seems like the past five have all been really close to each other. Like it felt like there was you know three months, four months between you know the the first. 20 or so but like the most recent ones is just like didn't we just have a no man's sky update of like insane magnitude not like a couple weeks ago not that long we ago, did a yeah. whole skit of it in there <laughs> yeah uh yeah no man's sky somehow still getting consistent updates uh like i said i don't know who's funding it but uh, all right more power to them yeah at, at this point the the team is forgiven for I guess under delivering, under delivering on the promise at, at launch because they've certainly over delivered at this point. Like that's like, like if I had a VR two, that would be the one that I wanted to try first. Aside from like Res, where you can like aim with your eyes or something like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, at this point, they're probably never gonna make No Man's Sky two. They should just port it 
and just keep updating it consistently. Well, that's you know, what they're like, doing, basically. Yeah. Like, like for future generations. Like, obviously, I know that's what they're doing now, but just, I guess, just keep updating it at this point. I don't think there's any reason not to. Because, we, 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 like I said, yeah. we've come to this establishment that nothing will graphically look different. It will all be pretty crisp at this moment. It's just better frame rate, better load time. It's just kind of being much smoother experience for people. Honestly, I I wouldn't hesitate to call it No Man's Sky like 2.0 at this point. Like that's pretty much what it is. Actually, I believe that there was an update where it was like No Man's Sky 2.0, maybe the 2.0 update. Um, but like it's definitely not the same game that I played mm. in 2016 or whatever. It's it's definitely a lot better. It's just you know with me these like aimless types of games with crafting and a lot of that stuff it's Mm -hmm. like yes i love no man's sky but like i say every single time one of these updates gets pushed out it's like i know i'm gonna download it and play it for like 50 minutes and then stop because i'm not gonna put a material inside of like like minecraft like put a material inside of something and let it like turn into something else by waiting for it it's just something about my attention span with this type of thing just doesn't work. But I am so happy to see that, like, I'm so impressed with this. I don't know why this update, like, this is not the biggest update they've done, but I don't mm-hmm. know why. Maybe it's the fact that it came out so soon that I am just so, like, amazed by the fact that this is still getting these giant free updates. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not been a paid expansion for for No Man's Sky. But, yeah, that's a little a little tangent to start us off here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure, where we got some games to talk about this week. We also have a little thing to talk about here at the top of the show, but before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert, to whom I ask, how you doing? You know what's really funny? Usually, I would just simple answers, tired, fine, oh, I think whatever. I know where we're going with this. <laughs> I, for some reason... I will say this. I've worked a lot this week. And for some reason, I feel like I'm more energetic right now than other episodes where I feel like I haven't worked as hard, but then I'm, like, really tired. So it's like, I think I should be tired, but I'm really not. What about you? Yeah, I've got some energy going on here, too. Um, You know what? I was going to... It might be that star power. It might be that star power. (laughs) I, I was like, we had a, a pretty hype, like, midday today going to see good, the Super good Mario afternoon. Bros. movie. <laughs> yeah. So we saw the, that Mario movie. It was it was absolutely incredible. A very fantastic movie. Uh, great movie. Uh, making a lot of, like, money in the sense of people are enjoying it. Because when a movie makes a good amount of money, it's because people are enjoying it. You know, word of mouth, you know, ear to ear, like... Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Go watch it. Or you know, people are hype about it. It's a good film. It's a, it's really good. A uh, good film. At the time of recording, it it has done a better opening weekend than Frozen Two, which was like the previous record holder of animated opening weekends. And I think it's well deserved because like this is probably like I want to say this might be the best animated movie I've ever seen. At least like faithful to like everything that Mario kind of stands for. I'll say this. Compared to the Sonic movie, it's kind of a weird comparison. The Mar movie has way more like callbacks to like fans to enjoy it. Like you know, like oh, yeah. like this sound or this cue or this image or silhouette. Like oh, I know what that's that's a reference to this and that and blah blah blah. You know, onwards and onwards. So the Mar movie is really fine. But yeah, other than our guest energetic afternoon, because I know you've probably been really tired uh, too with everything, but. I mean, I don't know. We're just like, I'm just full of energy right now. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I've had, like, I had a kind of, like, 
low-key day yesterday just not really doing anything so yeah like going and seeing the movie helps and um it, it helps that the movie was like so frantic and like high energy that that it felt infectious to me honestly uh-huh. um we'll definitely have spoiler thoughts probably around the time that mario movie comes to streaming or, or streaming or, and know, physical 4K. we always do that we always wait yeah. for the physical and, and, and streaming service to pick them up i actually wouldn't know yeah. where streaming would be well paid. it's universal so i'm tempted it's to say peacock, peacock? and yeah, they get probably. things really quickly yeah like, they get things extremely quickly versus yeah, other services it's... so i'm kind of excited that the chance to like rewatch that like next month or something hopefully uh i doubt it i think that i think it'll probably be a bit longer seeing how well it's doing they'll probably have it in for a little bit longer until they put it on streaming service yeah well we'll we'll see either way when it comes to streaming service i think like that makes things fair game to at least like talk about a little more in plot wise but mm-hmm. we're not going to spoil anything because th- it's literally opening oh, weekend oh. when we're recording <laughs> only spoiler is uh, oh. it's a good film go watch it that's the spoiler yes. for this like i'm, I'm definitely going to like say that there's a lot of like stuff where like i want to just pause the screen and just point at things and say i know what that's from i know what that's from it's Mm. like there's so it's like one of those things where it's like a loving handcraftedness to like each frame of the movie that is like yeah not really something you see in like anything nowadays like shows games anything i mean we also did some other things but i think Besides that, but like I, got I like, hand cramps and Guitar Hero Arcade again. Yeah, I like how I like how it's still on the same question of how you been. <laughs> it's still on that same question. We're we're on. We're, well, I I something I got, is in the I air got today. another thing. Uh, I got another thing about how I've been, and it's an update to something I talked about last week. <laughs> uh, yes. Should would this involve our gaming topics? Absolutely not. We'll get okay. to those. <laughs> uh, all right. So before we get to gaming topics, I guess what's this one thing you talked about last week? Well, last week I ordered a pizza and oh. they gave me the wrong pizza. Okay. <laughs> we this this is uh the uh was it the redemption of the pizza story? Yes, and what a redemption it was because they did in fact to give me the right pizza this time, and boy was it just absolutely scrumptious. Now is it like it's a thin crust pizza? There's mm-hmm. Parmesan baked onto the bottom of the crust. Is it overkill? Sure. Was it delicious? Absolutely. And I would get it again. It's one of the best pizzas I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. A plus, 10 out of 10, um, would consume the Parmesan crust on the bottom pizza, mm-hmm. whatever we want to call it <laughs> again. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> just thought I would toss that in there as, like, the redemption arc for me doing something that I don't usually do, mm-hmm. which is going out and ordering a pizza. But we don't have a, any news that's, like, pressing to discuss this week. So I thought I've been trying a lot of newer things or, like, some older things lately. Mm-hmm. We could talk about those. And I I know you've been trying uh, or you've been, like, deep into, you know, a, a game that you've been playing. Um, so we should have time to, to, like, hit all those things this week. And then a little preview of what we have coming next week. We're going to, um, I know I say this every week, but next week we're probably going to look at One Piece Odyssey and go over a few things that have been highlights for us in the past few months. <laughs> it's your Devil May Cry. We'll get to it at some point until the end of time. Oh, we we'll will. Get to we it. will get to Devil May Cry. Make no mistake about it, Robert. We, the end we'll of time will be the moment we get to Devil May Cry. <laughs> hey, man, it's coming soon. I can feel it. <laughs> Anyway, though, um, 
I think the best place for us to start here is uh, an update to uh, a game I talked about uh, recently, la- last week, I believe. Um, Resident Evil 4 uh, got updated with a Mercenaries mm, mode. Okay, now, yeah. Mercenaries is a complicated thing to talk about because the original Resident Evil 4 had a Mercenaries mode that wasn't, in my opinion, very fun. Resident Evil 5 had a great, addicting, replayable Mercenaries mode. When was Mercenaries first introduced? Was it 4? No, I think there was a. I think there was something called Mercenaries in 3, but it might not have okay. been like the Mercenaries as we know it. I guess um, and Mercenaries as we know it is, is 4, though. It, it's it's kind of like... 4 in a way... It's like, kind of like four is a very slow paced one, in my opinion. Okay, but I mean, it's like from what we know from Mercenaries, it started at four. So now, now yeah, we're I at think, four. I think it evolves from four, basically. So like five has a really good Mercenaries mode, but six is really where it shines. And it's funny to say that because six is not a great game, but its <laughs> Mercenaries mode could have been released standalone, and I would have bought that for six. I swear, no I swear, you hype this mercenary mode so much. If, if eventually, if for some reason six remastered, which I feel like they could skip a, a remake, like or six just remake. redo entirely, not just a remake, but like a redo. <laughs> I would read. I would definitely say redo. Um, but. I swear, you hype this up so much, and I try it, and it's just like fine. I'm gonna be like, all right, you hype this up for what? Because you hype up six so much for its mercenaries mode, dude. It's it's so good that I would buy a digital copy just to have the mercenaries mode. The problem is there's like costumes locked behind re net challenges that you can't actually probably get anymore, which really bites. But I know that I unlocked the costumes that I wanted back when I had my physical copy of, of six on the PS4. Mm-hmm. The mercenaries mode is literally the only thing I like about that game, though. It's just I don't know if it's the music or the like fluidity of it all, but it's real good. So. You've told me off off recording that you want to talk how eight fumbled really hard, but for some reason four is just like it's much better. It's obviously not on six level, but you're like it's a much better version of what eight you know should have been a much better mercenaries mode. Yeah, and like comparing it to five and six, it's definitely like a very fluid and frantic and fast paced experience. But going back to village here. I was really hyped that Mercenaries was a part of Village until mm-hmm. I played it. It was so dependent on you getting an absolute chain of everything. Enemies were on these giant maps and you'd go through, you know, three different sections and they'd all be in the same place every time. So your mm-hmm. goal was to essentially solve a puzzle. Where are the enemies? What is the best way to get through all of the enemies to get a combo to get my S rank? That to me is extremely boring for something like mercenaries where the goal should be kill as many enemies as you can in a more condensed arena and go around hitting you know orbs to get your time up or whatever so like in village you were just you were selling things to the duke at the beginning Uh of a round you were you know upgrading your weapons that's such a like for something that's supposed to start at two minutes and go up to maybe 10 if Mm. you're doing well it was such a slog to do these like intermission sections where you're upgrading things. It's like it, it felt counterintuitive to what mercenaries uh-huh. is at its core. Um, so four brings it back to basics. You choose one of four characters. I'm sure they're gonna add more later because like Ada's not in the the lineup and she was in the original RE4. So you've got Leon, you've got Luis, um, who wasn't, I believe, in the original 
Ahari for mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Krauser, obviously, he's been in a lot of the mercenaries. And Hunk, who is like that dude with the like gas mask who shows up in all the Ahari games. But I actually can't remember <laughs> where he's from. Oh. Probably Raccoon City. Imagine he's from Raccoon City. Yeah, yeah. But I was yeah. gonna say we should. <laughs> I mean, def- he's definitely like he's definitely an agent of some sort. <laughs> I was gonna say we should definitely do a who's the best store vendor in a video game because there's a lot of them, and I never realized like who's who's the most fun. Like who is like they say the best quotes, they're the best things because we got our you know vendor from four. I mean, we got our force is great, but Pox, I, I do but like Poxy's, the Duke from but from Pox is also great. Oh Poxy's yeah, Pox is good too from from destroy all humans. That's its own topic. Maybe one day we'll get to it. But yeah. that's just like the off topic. Like we should definitely do like what's the best store vendor in a video game? Like who's who's the most I know, fun I'm thinking, to be with? Now, now I'm thinking about it. Now that yeah. the whole <laughs> the whole operations changed. Yeah, There's the what's it? But, um, uh, the dude from Destiny Two. What's his name? The one the one that's just is, like. Like he he kind he's he's a robot. And he's just a like, lot of shopkeepers. Like he's he's in the the, the home world, and you kind of go to buy oh, weapons yeah, from him. Yeah the the um banshee banshee something like that or the oh the yeah, trick was it the trickster the one that kind of goes around on weekends he's only there for our weekends and like he sells like zur like, zur yeah he's he's zur, he would, yeah yeah the he one would that be sells a, the exotic a items yeah he's a he's a store vendor yeah. he would be on that list but anyways that's off topic yeah. that's what I'm saying. it's a little off topic <laughs> going back to mercenaries um so yeah you've got those four characters there is no shop in Mercenaries. Like, save the shop for the single-player stuff. Save upgrading your weapons for single-player stuff. This is a core arcade experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see your character's attache case. You know exactly how many heals you have. You know how many, like, guns you start with or what... Sp- like, Krauser has this bow and arrow that Leon doesn't have in the in the main game that shoots out, like, these exploding arrows that can take out multiple enemies at once. Uh-huh. And then each character has a, like mayhem mode and i ain't talking borderlands 3 it's legitimately (laughs) called mayhem mode so like leon will get more power in his weapons luis will start being able to throw dynamite krauser will transform into like his boss form from the game and start like clawing at enemies and then hunk will get and and hunk is absolutely the most broken op character i've ever seen not in mercenaries maybe in any game he will get unlimited ammo um, Mm -hmm. while his mayhem mode is open and he does use like this assault rifle that is just i don't know i mean like the first time I used Hunk, I got the easiest S rank of like my life playing Mercenaries. So um, there are three maps from the start, and obviously there's no unlockable maps, but there will be DLC in the future. I'm almost sure of because like Ada's missing from from Mercenaries. Um, so you can play in the game's three main areas. You can play in the village, you can play in the castle, and you can play in the island. They all have a different setup, but what I like about them is that they are very, like, contained areas. And enemies come to you. You're not having to go around searching for enemies. They're coming to you. You'll find some going in in other directions, but for the most part, they are drawn to you. And your job is to, like, run past them to go get ammo or collect time or something. And then turn around because they will come to you no matter where you're at. They're not just stationary like a lot of the ones in, in Village are being this puzzly thing like mm-hmm. this is admittedly a simple but fun mercenaries mode it, it doesn't seem to me like it has as much replayability as something like five or six specifically because of how easy it is to get the s rank and i'm not complaining about that i like seeing that s show up and i like the the focus on pure non-stop combat but it does fall short of five and six in that way to where 
I'm not as interested in replaying the levels with the other characters as quickly as I am in, in five and six. Like I'll, I'll, I'll definitely replay them. Sure. Um, but I'm not like a score chaser in mercenaries or anything for, for me, it's something that was always like, here's something to do and unwind, which is why village kind of sucked for me because yeah. you were always worried about dropping the combo. Whereas here you could drop your combo a hundred times and still get the S rank. I'm <laughs> sure. Like, it's also harder to drop the combo on this because, again, and I know I keep hammering this point in, the enemies are coming to you. So you're never at a loss of where to shoot your weapon. You are literally always facing enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, so now there's a completion bonus for getting an S rank in all the stages. Took about an hour. So about, I, I think I had to redo one stage once to uh, either unlock a character or, or get the S rank. Um, so there's a hand cannon magnum in the game uh-huh. that you have to beat uh, a new file on the hardest difficulty i believe to get that um but if you do all s ranks on mercenaries you get it that way it's an alternate unlock and much uh-huh. easier than frustrating yourself they also added some like uh microtransactions where you can just buy the premium upgrade tickets um instead of paying the 30 like gems for it to to the shopkeeper which like yeah, 30 yeah, yeah. gems is like i don't even think i got 30 on my playthrough um so it's like three bucks I, I bought a microtransaction to upgrade my hand cannon because if you do the upgrade on that it gives you infinite ammo which makes my second run through resident evil 4 a little more fun just completely destroying everything with this gun that's just so much better than everything else um mm-hmm. gives me some time to kind of like soak in the environments without having to worry about like re4 has this thing enemies are always coming to you no matter what you're doing so um for mercenaries very good it's a step in the right direction not quite at the levels of five or six in terms of variety addictiveness and sheer content but like they could probably continue to improve on it add more characters add some more stages and variety and by the time five remake or resident evil 9 rolls around there should be a mercenaries worth getting super excited about um Mm -hmm. if not like like i re-downloaded mercenaries 3d yesterday that is just a 3ds game that is literally mercenaries and i feel like there's the potential like to be addicted to that even more than than four remakes mercenaries but like i said if capcom keeps pushing out free updates um i'd hate to see them go the paid route because you know the mercenaries was a free update to start with but Mm -hmm. i I like mercenaries to have costume changes and all kinds of stuff like that and we don't quite have that yet but the foundation is very good so Mm -hmm. like for for right now that's my favorite part of re4 remake the fact that like we're on a comeback for mercenaries that i hope you know continues (laughs) anyway um i have a few other things to talk about but we haven't talked about you playing dead by daylight yet so why don't we why don't we talk about that for a little bit like i don't really know the ins and outs of it it's sort of like this i have been playing dead by daylight and i have a few things to talk about it I will say the initial couple times playing it, it was fun. I wasn't heavy in Dead by Daylight. I wasn't, like, you know, going at it every day, challenged. I'm just like, I just want to play a game, and it's it's fun with friends. It's obviously, it's like, if, if a friend plays it, I'll play it. So, I started playing it. At first, it was, it was simple, nothing too difficult. And then slowly, I started to realize that it's... 
it's not a game anymore for casually playing. And that's the worst part of it. So I'll I'll say like like this. I genuinely think if you're trying to get a certain build for a character because there there's perks there's upgrading them there's unlocking them there's all all this stuff for certain characters that is such a headache to know which perk is great and which one combos more and if you look up like what's a good combination some of the perks are from like dlc characters that you can only get from them and then also mm-hmm. certain perks are non like open perks they're like for, tied to certain characters so that you have to at least prestige them once to to have it unlocked for everybody so it's not very like casual friendly that's the problem with dead by daylight it seems like it's a problem for asymmetrical multiplayer in general because you know i've played evil dead Mm -hmm. and to an extent battle mode on doom eternal even though that's a little more casual friendly i think Mm -hmm. in my opinion but like evil dead i'm 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 like listening to you talk about dead by daylight um a few times before and i'm like these are evil dead problems as well yeah like in junction with that so it's not very casual friendly and dead by daylight does this really i would say very bad game design and and team uh development like thing to do which is they don't like do anything for the casuals they only put updates for the high level players and that's terrible siege did that rainbow six siege used to do that Mm -hmm. and they still do that and that's what honestly made it pretty terrible because they only cater towards the higher end play people and that's not a lot of people that's a niche portion of people i will say this as a survivor it is impossible with three other randoms even with friends it's i've rarely get four out of four out there is very few times four people are able to escape very very rare and it's one of those things where obviously it's just get better at the game but my whole thing is why should i put hours into a game that I just casually want to play and just have fun. I just want fun at the end of the day. And as a killer, you win no matter what. No matter what you do, you win. Because I see it as unless the other team, all four of them escape or they make you de- disconnect. Like you, you're just having such a miserable time with them. You just like, you know what? I'd rather just take the pen- the penalty of, of leaving a game. It's... It's so much easier for a killer to win because as as long as you get one secure kill, you win. You you get uh, in as much as you want. You know you could do is whatever you want to do, do it as fun as you want, and you win. Obviously, the ultimate satisfaction you get everyone. But if you get three out of four, you know four, two out, of, even just you win no matter what. You're getting XP out of it. You're getting blood points. You're getting all this stuff. And I'm not. I will even say that I'm barely starting with like a killer like mentality of like i'm not that well knowing of what each killer does and how to play as a killer and what abilities do what and you could just play the most simple just hack and slash you're just chasing someone and you and you you can win a game i've won every single game i think there's been one game where i got a three out of four the guy managed to escape he got into a hatch he escaped but i'm like I said, I, I barely know how to play, and I just I keep winning. And I understand for high-level players, Survivor's more easy because they're way more into it. They're putting so much effort into it. 
But for such They've a probably casual got more game, unlocks because I know that's how Evil Dead works. You uh, you level up your characters, which inherently makes them stronger, mm-hmm. which puts new players at like an extreme disadvantage anyway because their characters don't have abilities that you know a higher level character has. I don't know if it's the same in Dead by Daylight, but that's how it I, works in Evil Dead. I say this: I understand the updates for high level play. It does not fit for the casuals at all. As, as yeah. if you're casually playing Dead by Daylight plays a killer never play a survivor unless you have your friends which are are much better you at the game and they can do all this stuff it is impossible to to genuinely and there <sighs> dead by daylight has this i thing where there's just certain killers that are annoying to go against for me personally if it's a lesion carrot killer pinhead stuff like that like they're i hate them because they're so annoying to go against it's like they're they're it's just annoying. They're DLC just, too, right? Yeah. They're DLC. Legion is known, I think, for the community to be a very easy killer to play. It's not difficult to play it. And it's kind of like people can win high-level end game, you know, you know, games with Legion alone. Because he's such an easy killer to play with. Pinhead is very annoying. He has the whole box thing. You have to solve the cube. He has these chains going at you. There's a time limit. Same thing with... Uh, pig it, it, they have like traps and you, it prevents people from completing gens it's this whole thing where casually it's not fun especially for survival casually as a killer is is feasible and that's you know whatever and it, it, like i said i understand why they put updates for the high level play but it does not cater towards very just i just want to play a game and have fun it's not like i could go into dead by daylight and immediately start having fun or even get to the point where i have fun I will guarantee if you boot up Dead by Daylight and you try the first round, you will be dead within the first minute. The killer will find you because you won't know what to do. And there's so much reading you have to do to understand what abilities does and do all this stuff where if you just want to... It's more or less advice to going into Dead by Daylight. You have to understand you're going to invest some time into it. Some yeah. some effort. It's not a pick up and research, play type yeah. of game. Some research. What what killer? What they do? What like this killer does this and this killer does that? Or why can't I do this and this and that? And as a survivor, the only way to outrun a killer is to know how to to maneuver, and that's like running away, corners, jumping through like windows and. And put, throwing platforms at the right moment. And like I said, if you see high-end play, that's very annoying for a killer to go against. And I understand why they nerf certain things. But it's like for casually, no. And mm-hmm. it's more or less like... I, I would say this last night. It was such a miserable experience playing as a survivor. And me going against another pinhead and stuff like that. I genuinely said, I, I gave up. I was like, I'm not playing this today. I'm going to play something else. And that's the problem with Dead by Daylight. It's not very casual friendly. Same thing with Evil Dead. Those kind of type of games are like you have to invest so much time, and it just doesn't. You do. Re- the reward is not that great. It's so it's much not. effort for such a little reward, and that's some XP. The leveling is just oh, it's so like so much like it's just so much points you have to go through, and just all this stuff where it's just it gets kind of annoying. And like I said, as there's, I, I'm not gonna say I haven't enjoyed some game play through it. Like I had had enjoyable math, you know, like matches, mm. and even if I I I got hooked or died, whatever, it was still an enjoyable match. It's just Dead by Daylight has such a big issue with certain things that I don't know how they can counter it, how they're gonna handle it. I don't know what they're gonna do, but it's one of those things where 
I don't think you can just jump in and get to it. I think you have to like already been playing it preemptively before all this. You I have don't know, to be like, there, but like at the start, if you're like, yeah. super into it or something like that, something like that. Because for me, it's like I'm not even. I only play. I don't even play it by myself. Like I, I have by as killer. I would never play a survivor. So with that in mind, then I have two questions. One is one has to do with a topic that we bring up a lot on here, and one has to do with personal preference. So the the one that has to do with something we talk about a lot is DLC, and you know additional purchases. Um, if if a new player were to go into the game, at not having any of the DLC, and they chose to play Survivor, would they be at like an inherent disadvantage for not having and, any whoa. of the DLC? I think they do have a match, like a, a skill-based matchmaking system. But I'm telling you, I've okay. gotten where there's people who are level 15 prestige. It's not that great. Uh-huh. You're not going to always get people your level. and Because I, I, I doubt yeah. there's a lot of people jumping in brand new to this game. But so, is there items with the DLC for survivors that gives them an advantage over not having DLC? Oh, like if you ha- buy DLC Or is DLC it mostly just and- killers or cosmetics? I will say this if you're a beginner survivor wise there are a couple that have decent perks but a perk like like there's a character called david king his perk was like dead hard and you could activate dead hard at a certain moment to 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 avoid taking damage from a hit from a killer right they nerfed it mm-hmm. so dead hard is no longer a very viable perk to use a lot of the stuff that like certain perks that are were very usable and some of the free characters like i said start off characters have them it's it's yeah. okay but there's it is it's one of those things where you look at like builds they're all dlc perks most of them are dlc perks uh-huh. none of them will ever be a vanilla just basic perk it's always some dlc characters perk that's this that's that and for me yeah. it's more or less like don't buy a survivor buy the killer bundle because if you buy the killer it comes with the survivor uh-huh. and for for the but killer, like the fact that there are perks in the dlc that are good and are paid beyond the the game is like it rubs me the wrong way for a, for a multiplayer game that like mm-hmm. should by all means be like an accessible thing to get into something like that does rub me the wrong way because here's the thing it and it's one of the is, is also this like i said in the beginning i said so much upgrading not every perk is unlocked for every character. Certain perks are tied to a character. The only way to unlock it for everyone, you have to prestige that character. It's 50 levels. It, you'll probably go through like 2 million blood points to upgrade one character probably. It's a lot of yeah. blood points to go through. And I, I, that's what makes it frustrating where you can have a decent setup and a decent build with perks just off the basic vanilla survivors. But you have to put so much blood points to this character. So you have to suffer with having pretty mediocre perks or having no perks in order to get this certain character upgraded to unlock that perk for every character. And then that character. Then the next character. And then it's just like, it's a cycle of just trying to upgrade every single character at least to prestige one to where you have the perk for everyone. Compared to, like I said, to a killer, let's say, example, Ghostface. Ghostface's ability... I barely use it. I rarely use it, and I still win. Nemesis, apparently a very difficult killer to understand and to like to get wins with. I've done it. It's like very casually. It's so much easier to be a killer. And but like I said, I understand the high level plays and the survivors then. Like yes, but like for a casual, it's such a difficult 
experience as a survivor than it is you know as the killer the killer you don't have to do much it's like like i said killers do have perks but the end of the day the killer is faster than a survivor it has attacks yes the first person may not be you know appealing to a lot of people but the killer will always eventually catch up to a survivor you know they can only outrun so much it once you understand how the basic survivor fundamentals of turning around jumping running and all this you can kind of see and kind of how all these like certain things work it's so much easier as a killer it's just one of those things where like i said it's just not easy for a new person to jump in yeah it, it like what you're talking about with the upgrading and stuff again reminds me of evil dead except it seems like it's a much like more time investment deep thing in, in dead it by is. daylight to where like this is a constant grind um but it also seems to me like it's a game where playing as the killer like like a nemesis or a ghost face seems to be what most people want to do so i have to wonder if a lot of people like even care to play survivor or if they're just playing survivor to get a chance to play as one of the monsters no you can actually roll to what you want to play there's not a role to you get a randomized you either play as killer mode or survivor mode well yeah but i'm like wouldn't it take longer to get into a match as the killer because i remember like resistance and like evil dead it does take a longer time to get into playing as the 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 killer so i mean i could I be like wrong about this but it seems to me like playing survivor just doesn't strike me as something that's like the most enjoyable thing unless your team is like completely in tune with each other it, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, honestly, that's the probably the best summary of it. That's kind of the best way to put it. And as I yeah. said, it is a little bit long. As If you click killer, it does take a, a minute longer, like a couple seconds. But it's still, like, you notice that it's a little bit longer to get into a match. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's, like, fast to get into a match on Evil Dead because no matter what mode you're playing, it always seems like it takes, like, 10 minutes and that's not fun waiting around on a menu. Um, but my other question that I had, the personal preference question, mm-hmm. um, and... I'm I'm assuming that it's the same kind of issue I have with with Evil Dead. So you know me, I like a t- a three like Splatoon three three to ten mm-hmm. minute like a COD um, multiplayer match. Evil Dead matches can take thirty plus minutes. How long does the average Dead by Daylight match take you? If the if the killer is is playing by the books, they're not being very toxic. They're they're just being like i just want to secure my kills or or you know stop them and stuff like that a match can be five ten minutes if the killer is is completely just wanting to waste time it's more or less like it's not the game it's the individual that can run the clock so much longer Mm -hmm. It, it can take from like i said a five ten minute 15 minute match it could be a 20 30 minute i would even suspect an hour match if the person's being oh. really really bad See, that's why people... i can't play battlefield because those matches can be over an hour in some of those rush modes or like those big modes like i cannot handle not being able to pause and take a break story-based games are meant to be hour long they're meant for you to sit down for hours multiplayer focus only games should you should get into a match and only need to play five ten minutes a match that is it yeah five minutes because because look when i play evil dead and a match takes 30 minutes and i'm playing as like the human characters and i lose and i've wasted 30 minutes and i don't get like but a handful of xp for playing as a like a consolation prize that's Mm -hmm. defeating that that hurts my soul man (laughs) 
it, it it's yeah it, it's just debadilla just has like i said last night i was just so over it. i was just like i don't want to play i'll take the penalty for leaving i just i was like i didn't i don't want to stay it was like everything was just going super terrible that night i just didn't care i was like I, i'm not gonna deal with it because it's just like why 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 deal with it so much i it, said that's just its biggest biggest issue is not very casual friendly and that's a lot with it's not just dead by day like i said we just established that it's a lot of these like asymmetric like multiplayer games yeah it's, it's just it's, it's a genre that i cannot see nothing sticks for me in asymmetrical multiplayer it's like even in evil dead i'd rather play as the survivor characters than the more like set up traps nature of the evil forces and you know the deadites mm. and all that but like it's not been fun playing either and like I don't know. I the, the 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 asymmetrical multiplayer is just something that like I've tried so many things and nothing it seems to be sticking. Yeah, and I'll say this. Uh, I guess the last thing I'll point out for Dead by Daylight with killers, there's different playstyles. So you can find one that suits you with the killer survivor. There is only one playstyle, and if you're not good with it, you're you just give up. If you're not gonna want to invest that time to get better at, like with that playstyle, just don't. Because right. it's only realistically, survivors only have one type of playstyle, and that's just running, running away, and getting gens done. That's it. There's yeah. no. To me, it seems like the one it. part of the game that's fun is playing as the bad guy and like being the one versus the four. <laughs> like, yeah. and like, kudos to them because like that's not fun in something like Resident Evil Resistance. Like, I don't like doing moving the cameras and watching people. It's like, no, let me like do a video game. But it just seems to me like. Maybe what Dead by Daylight nailed is like being the 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 one person against the four, whereas a lot of other games put a lot of emphasis on you know being the survivor against something mm-hmm. more generic. Dead by Daylight at least has that going for it cosmetically yeah, like, and like variety wise. Yeah, like I said, I understand why these certain updates happen, but that's for high level play, yeah. and it does not suit and fit and very cat for the casuals it's just like it it makes it's like if if dead by daylight's not the only game that you're playing then are you really gonna have (laughs) as much fun with it as like a maximum amount of enjoyment (laughs) going very casually and i just there's certain survivor rounds where i just suffer i'm like i don't want to play this this is terrible like i'm getting super annoyed at what's going on it's a lot (laughs) asymmetrical multiplayer is 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 a lot i think it's it's something that like to say it, it has to be done just excellently if if you want it to like be remotely good in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, is that all we got on Dead by Daylight this week? I mean, yeah, that's that's just months of just building up of like you know just into one episode. Um, yeah. You want to talk about more <laughs> games? You want to talk a bit about some dripping news? What you what you feeling? Well, we don't have any news, so I've got I've got a few more games I could pick from. Um, so let's see depending on how long this next one takes i might touch on the diablo 4 beta but Uh um meet meet your maker this is a game we saw a few months back at either the game awards or like uh like an indie showcase or something and it's the free ps plus game for april so it's launching Mm. on plus as a new game um on the on the uh, essential tier, so everybody who has plus gets this. It's not locked to extra and premium like Stray and Chia were. Um, so when we saw this, it was presented to us as like a a, a a shooter where you go into like these bases that people make, and 
avoid traps, defeat enemies, and come out of those bases. Um, it was kind of like like user-generated content, the game. Um, mm-hmm. But it presented itself as more... It presented itself differently than the game actually plays like. Now, I played for a while, and I do enjoy the gameplay because of how refreshingly different it is. So it's not a game where you can go in guns blazing. It's a game where at the start you have one weapon that has two shots and you have to actually collect your ammo but the point of this game is to go into these bases and other players make the bases you are you are always going into bases that other players made and the deal with it is that you have to go take a a material out of the the base and then go through the base essentially back the way you came while avoiding traps so there's arrows that come out of walls there's arrows that shoot up from the ground there's things that'll crush you there's enemies that'll be set up in there there's like laser walls or something um you die in one hit and if you die you start from the beginning so instead of this being a really fast-paced deal this is actually something you methodically go through a puzzle game i think a puzzle based thing with shooting mechanics where you're like constantly looking past the corner to see if there's spikes that are going to shoot out of the wall. Can mm-hmm. I run past this or should I shoot them and then go reclaim my ammo? Well, what if there's another set of spikes on the way to reclaiming my ammo? Like I, I had a, a moment where I was going up a staircase and arrows shot me from above the staircase. So a testament to whoever this player's was like, you know, it, deviousness. Right when the arrows shoot you, yeah. There's a path to the side you can take. So I stepped onto the side path and then arrows came up and got me from the bottom. <laughs> so it's like oh, man. depending on like who whose mind you're going up against in Meet Your Maker, it can be a very fun or it can be very frustrating but also rewarding experience. Um I found that a lot of the levels that I did I could run through while avoiding traps, but then there was traps to prevent me from running like I got to the end of this one, and I was running out. There was a new set of arrows that appeared after I grabbed the material that shot me from behind, and I had to do the thing over again. Like, they're very small contained things. They can be as long or short as you want them to be, depending Mm -hmm. on your awareness of what's around you. Um, And it's all good and fun. Um, It's not like you're being thrown into, like, a really difficult one. They are kind of cordoned off by difficulty there's like a like a normal a hard and like a brutal like search function that they have going on here and it's cool but a lot of the progression itself is tied to building your own bases for other people because like this is a game that kind of lives or dies depending on how many people are building as well as how many people are playing so a lot of the actual progression is tied to building from what i've seen and that's where I start to lose interest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's well and good to, like, set some traps or, like, if, I don't know, if there was, like, a, a base that was, like, a generic, then you could set traps. But I'm not into the building aspect. I'm into the actual raiding aspect um, because I think it's, like, a bit more unique than anything else we've had recently. But since building is also, a, like, an integral part of it, I can't see myself spending as much time as I'd like to on this game. And there is co-op raiding. You can do these levels co-op, so I'm sure there's probably co-op building. But the building, I think, is what kind of kills it for me, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Like, it's such a unique concept. It's very cool in its presentation. I like the way the characters look, and, like, the conceit of it is great. But the fact that 
it, it lives or dies dependent on how many people are also building levels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a bummer for me because I'm not interested in that. Like, I can just plainly state that here. I'm not interested in, in building levels. It's just not what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know from firsthand. Yeah. Um, but definitely worth a try, even if you play for a handful of minutes just to see what, like, the, the moment-to-moment is because anyone who tries this is likely not going to see the same maps that I saw. So, mm-hmm. like, experiences could be different. You could have a worse experience playing this game. You could have a better. You could hop on with a friend and run a few bases. And if there's co-op building, that might make it enjoyable because maybe you're like me and you might have a friend that likes to build things and then then maybe you could kind of piece it together um, as a team. But, like, the, 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 the idea of doing a solo level build for me personally is just not something that I'm willing to tackle. Mm-hmm. So, um, very interesting game, and I hope it, it does well because, like, the team seems passionate from, like, the little, like, uh, message they had at the beginning of the game. And it, it's, like, I'm all for unique games. But I don't know about tying progression to making the user-generated content. Maybe it's just the fact that I just, like, playing simple things right now i'm in that Mm -hmm. mode where i'm like i don't want to sit here building a level but um it's a good get i think for for ps plus it's it's definitely like one of the more unique things we've seen um so also like next week we'll probably talk about like soul Calibur six i bought a season pass for that um yeah like to be and everything um diablo 4 beta i don't have much to say but um we'll probably hold off on that a little longer um a game I do have a lot to say about, so we will definitely be saving, is uh, Live Alive. Um, uh-huh. That RPG for the Switch, the HD 2D one. Um, now, I'm hoping Live Alive kind of, like, reinvigorates my enthusiasm. Um, kind of like Sniper Elite did for you a couple years back. Because I'm uh-huh. at a point right now where things aren't living up to the hype. And I'm wondering if that's because I'm playing things that are just drenched in modern sensibility or things that are bloated with too many things to do so i think going back to basics like with some ps1 games Mm. and live alive a remake of an snes rpg is what i need to help me remember that like the 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 overindulgence in systems and mechanics of the modern triple a day like game weren't always there so i've been playing a lot of older games we'll get to those um but yeah it's been kind of a it's been kind of a, like play of couple of things for a couple of minutes type of week. I've been just like downloading things in my you know that I've played before, or haven't played in a while, and just mm-hmm. give them a few lines. But um, Live Alive is something that I want to go pretty in depth with, so we, obviously we're not going to have time for it this week. What we do have time for is some Pokemon Drip, where we're looking at Diamond and Pearl's Water Gym leader Crasher Wake, who is a professional wrestler. He's got a like an orange and blue wrestling getup. He's got like his wrestling mask on, um, orange boots, and I mean, he sure is a professional wrestler. Oh yeah. Um, this is whatever. Um, this is probably the worst Pokemon drip we have ever done. Really? Worse than Bugsy? This is this no, like this whole game because it's all just Oh, not you mean very Diamond and Pearl? Well. Yeah, Diamond and Pearl is a great game. Terrible, like well, I won't say terrible because some of them are okay, but like probably the least drip 
of any of the gym leaders. It is, and the character designs are also very whatever. They're, yeah. This is just not as bad as Bubsy, but this is also just not good either. I don't yeah. see anything that would be like, oh yeah, that's, that's just out of... That's all I, I mean, have to say. He looks That's like it. a professional wrestler whose theme is swimming underwater. He's like the Aquaman of professional wrestling. It's, the highest it's the compliment most I can give it is that I do like orange and blue together. I think that's a great combination of colors because they're so like wildly different. It has a very Splatoon esque feeling going for me. Like when they did the um, Splatoon one had the like the Squid Girl anime crossover with the blue and the orange. I liked that. But, like, nothing about Crash Awake's design says drip to me. Yeah, this this is... I don't, I don't even know. I, 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 I already clicked I, they, off. I'm I think not... Diamond and Pearl saves all its drip for Cynthia. And, like, since we're only doing gym leaders right now, we won't get to Cynthia for a while. But, like, if you want a stylish-looking character, like, look no further than Cynthia. But for Crash Awake, I'm giving it a... Can we go under one? Or is one the lowest we go? I don't think I we've think ever had zero this is the lowest. I give Bubsy a zero. I would give this one a one. I'm I'm gonna give Crash Awake a zero point five Badoofs because <laughs> I like the color orange and blue together. So uh, zero point five Badoofs out of five. Anyway, there is no news this week. I guess we're still reeling in off the news that that E3 is <laughs> it's not a thing anymore. Pretty much, but we'll have all sorts of like cool like conferences coming up in the in the june time period and the street fighter 6 is coming out in june and everything so we've we've still got the rest of april um things to think about that are coming probably you know for me at least jedi survivor um but right now i'm trying to focus on a lot of those older games i'm, I'm finding a lot of enjoyment in those um mm-hmm. i might might get king of fighters 14 just because i'm on a fighting game like thing right now before street fighter comes out and um king of fighters 14 like ultimate edition is like 12 bucks right now um it won't be when this episode goes up it'll be back to normal um but yeah a lot of older things are like hitting real good right now but anyway would you say we've done an episode robert yeah that should wrap it up all right we want to thank you guys so much for listening please follow us on our twitter at markers on the map listen to us on apple Podcasts, where you can rate us five stars leave a review download and subscribe um we're also on google podcasts and spotify and we will be back next week with maybe a little retrospective on the past couple months as well as uh, a discussion on live live and we will go from there um and we we do like to end every episode with a, a famous video game quote and uh yeah we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll, the hits keep coming here this week's quote is you know ellie we really are the cruising blast and we will see you guys next time bye later later